You are listening to the weekly podcast of Rio Rancho Church of Christ in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. We pray you enjoy today's message. We are in Deuteronomy chapter 1. We talked a little bit about how the book is constructed, how it is put together, uh, the author of the book. So the author of the book, Deuteronomy, is Moses. Moses writes the book. It's towards the end of their wandering in the wilderness. So he goes over different accounts that they've experienced in the wilderness. So in the beginning is this introduction. And then he starts to move backwards and discuss the things that have happened, God's law, God's precepts. It's You can break it apart into four different sections if you're very studious. I'm sure you can find more sections to break it into. But in your notes, I broke it into about four different sections, which are common. And now we're moving into, we talked a little bit about last week. He talks about their departure from Horeb. So they go, they get, they come out of Egypt, they spend their time, they go to the mountain, they receive the law, they come to the edge of the promised land. And this whole journey from Egypt into the promised land, had they have done or followed through with what God said, would have took how long? Almost, about 11 days. About 11 days. Moses writes for us, hey, 11 days, right? So had they just followed the path that God laid out for them, they could have started this journey into the promised land in 11 days. And it took them how long? 40 years. 40 years. It took 40 years. What lessons are God, is God trying to teach you that it should have took days, but it's taking us years. Patience and obedience. Pay attention. You know, it's not only patience and obedience, it's follow through with what God has laid out. It's trust in Him that this is the path that He wants for me, right? Let's we get real real for a minute. We're going to all start filing our taxes soon. I, I had a conversation with someone who's self-employed, and I looked at them. Do God's watching you. Do what God wants you to do. That's all you got to do. That's it. Right. Good. All we got to do. And sometimes it's hard because if if I file according to my conscience, where God wants my conscience to be, then maybe I don't get as much back. I'm sorry, we got too real this morning. Maybe I don't get as much back, but, you know, if I do this or if I do that, well, then I get more, right? That's a small example of kind of how we live our life. God wants me to be here, but if I do this, hey, maybe I can get this. So, but in the long run, instead of getting there sooner where God wants me to be, it's taken me 40 years to really understand where God wants me. So what should have taken them 11 days took them 40 years. And the ones who said they went into the promised land, they came, 12 spies came back, 12 spies went in, 12 spies came back, and their response was for 10 of them, no, can't do it. Can't do it. Two of them said, yes, we can. The 10 got to the people. The people said, we're not doing this. And it's those people who died in the wilderness. That's fine. After a bunch of them died there, Kadesh Yeah. Absolutely. So, you have 
all of the events that are taking place, God still walked with them in the wilderness. God led them in the wilderness, but they not, never got to see that end result they wanted to see in their lifetime of that promised land. Neither did Moses. Big lesson there. Big lesson there. So we come here, if you're on your notes, page 56, right? Mm -hmm. I think my pages are aligning with yours now. So God organizes the camp, right? So Moses comes together and he starts organizing the camp and he sets up what? He sets up leaders. Ten for every tribe, right? Yeah. So he sets up leaders for every tribe, and he sets some over thousands, some over hundreds, so on and so forth, and they get to hear the cases and judge among the people any issues that are brought to them, so everything just doesn't come to Moses, except for what? Except for, you go down to verse 18. Well, back up verse 17 towards the end. Bring me any case too difficult for you and I will hear it. Deuteronomy chapter 1, end of verse 17, leading into verse 18. Bring me any case too difficult for you and I will hear it. At that time I command you about all the things you were to do. So he says, if, if you deem it too difficult for you to adjudicate whatever situation is happening that someone has brought to you, bring it to me and I will hear it. What Moses said. So only in those circumstances. Okay? So he breaks out, breaks out the camp, breaks out this organization. Let's go down to your middle of the page 40, 56 says, through the wilderness. He next calls their journey through the wilderness from Horeb to Kadesh Barnea. Then as the Lord our God commanded us, we set out from Horeb and went toward the hill country of the Amorites through all the vast and dreadful desert that you have seen. And so we reached Kadesh Barnea. Uh, the remembrance still seems to cause, so remember, he's writing looking back, but as we read events, it almost sounds like they're unfolding now. But he's writing looking backwards. So what happens is, is they, they send the spies, go into the promised land, they come out of the promised land, we have all that occur, and all of a sudden the people say, you know what, we change our mind. We're going to go take the land. When God now at this point said, you're not going in. That land where you were headed, where I told you to take, it was already yours. You came back, told me, no, you can't do it. So now you, your generation, will die in the wilderness. You're not going to make it there. And then the people do what? Yeah, you have read chapter 1. That was your homework last week. If you weren't here, that's okay. You didn't know. <laughs> but then the people say, whoa, wait a minute. We're going to go do it. So they go up into the Amorites and try and wage war on the Amorites. And what happens? Huh? They got defeated. Soundly defeated. And came scurrying back. Because God said, do this. They said, no, we can't. When God says, I have this for you, and we say, no, I don't think you can do that. 
That's what happens when we say no. Because the argument they made about not taking the promised land was what? Land of giants. Land of giants. <coughs> what does that mean? Too, too huge, too big. They're, they're too huge. Yeah, too big, too strong. Too big, too strong. And so, but they're too big, too strong for who? For us. For us, yes. right? And so they almost left God out of the equation. So you got two roads you can take here. They're too big, too strong for us, and we're leaving God out of the equation, or they're too big, too strong for us, even with God with us. Either one is bad. So, so that's what happens. It's basically telling God, what you said can't be done. That sounds pretty silly, right? But we don't do that. But we don't do that. What you said can't be done. I, I don't see this. How you're telling me to do this, what you're telling me to do, that, no. Too big, too strong. They have fortified cities. Trained armies. No, we, we can't do this. That's, what does that bring to your mind? Revolutionary war. Of faith. 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 Do, do I have that, that faith in what? God. In God. In God. In His Word. In His Word and what He says. What He says He can accomplish. What He says He can do. And I'm going to step out. Not in what I can do. But what He already said He's going to accomplish. And when I don't. How many things am I missing out on? What am I missing out with God? when I don't do that. Blessings. Blessings upon blessings upon blessings. So, God still wandered with them for all the time that they wandered. If you're sitting here and you're wandering around, God didn't just up and leave you. God did not just up and leave them because they rebelled and failed in this instance. He still led them. But it's our stubbornness that keeps us in the wilderness. And that's what kept them in the wilderness. So they decide, hey, we're going to go up and we're going to attack the Amorites now. And they get defeated. What does that say to you? Should have, could have. What we should have done, we didn't do. And because we did not do it, he's not going to give us the blessings that we say we want right now. That he had promised us before. We didn't take it. Now we want it on our terms, or we want it now. And he says no. Mm. He says no. Mm. You don't get it. They didn't really repent because they're still trying to do it on their own. They just kind of felt sorry they were called out. Mm. And also in like verse they 30 through 32, verse 30 through 32, God says he's going to go out and fight for them. And they, you know, in the end of that, God's, I mean, Moses is describing all the signs and wonders, and he brought them out of Egypt, and all this power that he brought them, and they saw it with their own eyes, and they still had this attitude. In spite of that word, verse 32, you did not trust. 
So let's, let's go there. Because that's where I wanted to get. Verse 29. We're still in Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 29. He says, So I said to you, do not be terrified or afraid of them. The Lord your God who goes before you will fight for you, just as you saw him do in Egypt. And you saw in the wilderness how the Lord your God carried you as a man carries his son all along the way you travel until you reach this place. So he tells them, do not be terrified. Do, do not be afraid. And, and it's, an, it's hard for us to kind of grasp because all we have, if your translation has that, is that exclamation point there at the end, verse 29. So I said to you, do not be terrified or afraid of them. That's an emphatic, don't be afraid. He's emphatically saying that. The Lord your God who goes before you will fight for you. Going back to what Michael said, I'm fighting for you. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, like what Robert said, right? They, they tried to do it in their own strength. I, I like the phrase he used, in their own terms. You ever have a conversation with your child or someone you're working with, and they, they want to listen, but they want to listen on their terms? I, I was talking to... Uh, a little one yesterday, and I was I was excited about the new classroom we made. I said, "Look, you go to class, and when you're done, if you listen, I'll give you a piece of candy." The little one got all excited, and then stopped. I want two pieces. <laughs> and I looked at the little one. And I said, no, you get one. I go, and if you ask me again, you get none. There you go. Are we good? Yes. <laughs> because children want to negotiate and do it on their terms. But adults don't do that. We don't do that. See, they wanted to go and take the land on their terms is what they wanted to do. And notice, we keep going. Uh, the end of verse, well, starting verse 3, Lord your God who goes before you will fight for you, and as you saw him do for you in Egypt. Verse 31, and you saw in the wilderness how the Lord your God carried you as a man carries his son all along the way you traveled until you reached this place. That is an amazing picture if you don't see it. Okay, so when I pick up my son, and he's exhausted, and he's tired. Man, I've got my son. He's got his head on my shoulder. His arms are around. Ten men could rip him off. It just couldn't happen. That's my son. And I hold him close and tight to me. God is saying, I carried you from Egypt to here. As a father carries a son, that's how close, that's how much I love you, that's how important you are to me. I carried you. You saw what I did in Egypt. You experienced how I carried you in the wilderness. And now, you, you doubt that I can do this? My son, sometimes, he'll, he'll come to me, and he's... He's got this thing where he's afraid of the dark, but not afraid of the dark. 
So he'll come and get me. And I'll, I'll pick him up. And I'll start to go in. He's like, no, I still don't want to. I'm with you and you don't want to go in. After we have done this how many times? That's almost what it's like. Really? God says, really? He goes further. And you saw in the wilderness how the Lord your God carried you as a man carries his son. All the way you traveled until you reached this place. But in spite of this, you did not what? That's the key. That, that explains all of this. He says, you did not trust. You did not trust. Because it doesn't matter how big that enemy is. Doesn't matter. No impact. How many of you have a, have like a, someone who's older than you that's a protector kind of person? Or someone who's a protector in your life when you were small? It's interesting enough, I, I got myself probably in more trouble than what I needed to. Oh, perhaps. Because I, I know who my dad is. And so when I encounter a situation or an individual who is bigger, stronger than me, that makes no difference to me. Because I'm, not, I'm never the biggest guy in the room. I'm never the tallest guy in the room. I'm never the strongest guy in the room. But my dad, oh, he'll take you. So that gives you this little cockiness, right? Not realizing that God, our Father, is right here. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. But He can. He can do it all day long. But it's my lack of trust that keeps me from going places that God wants me to be. That's what happens. So, verse 32 But in spite of this, you did not trust the Lord your God. That's a phrase we can run over so easily so many times. Now that's a personal phrase, if you catch that in Scripture. The Lord, your God, is my God. Okay? The Lord, your God, who went before you on the journey to seek out a place for you to camp. He went in the fire by night and the cloud by day to guide you on the road where you were to try to travel. If God is the one leading, he says, why didn't you follow? Why not? When he's already established, he says, he's already established what he's done for you in Egypt. He's already established how he brought you through the wilderness to this place. And now he's leading you here. It's not like you're going alone. He's leading you here, but yet you still didn't follow because you didn't trust. That's what he's telling them. Hey, right. I just think it's it's interesting if you just think of all the things that he just kind of brushed over in that one verse. Mm -hmm. I mean, water from a rock, a fiery cloud, day and night, leading you, telling you, okay, camp here, it's a good place. Just it's beyond me. 
that they didn't trust God. But at the same time, we're human beings. We are just as liable to do the same thing. I mean, I look at this passage and I'm saying, if I sit there and try to tell myself, I wouldn't do this. This is an evil nation. But if I do a little bit of self-respect and introspection, I'm just like, wow, I've definitely done some of this stuff in my past. We, we not only do it in our past, we like to say our past, we like, we not only done it in our past, the, the challenging part is are we doing it right now? That's the challenging part. Is what am I, what am I not doing right now? Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.